The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. And now Patherson. With a chance to win it for Ottawa. Drake Patherson works and scores! And the Ottawa Senators have won three out of five against the Calgary Flames this season as they take it in a shootout, four to three. So there it is, never in doubt. Sens blow a 3-1 third period lead, still managed to hold on for a 4-3 shootout win in Calgary. Hey everybody, it's Steve and Jimmy back again. Little Ottawa sports talk and schmoozing it up with whatever. Shoutouts to our members before we get started. Renee Brindamore, John Stewart, Rodney Philman, Will Anderson, Martin Peddle, William Reed, Connor Adami, Ian Hoy, Graham Ramstead, and Matthew from Blackburn Hamlet. If you'd like to become a member, get the shoutouts, some other perks as well. Find out more at stevewproject.com. James, a new podcast week is upon us. How are, are there? things? I, I, I heard everything and then you went to go, gee, gee. <laughs> I was just asking, how are things? I know, but then it cut out as soon as you went, how are things? That's what happened. So are we, are we back on? Are we together? Yes, we're here. Happening? We're good What's to go. happening? All right. You're burning good. the midnight oil, Stevie. Huh? Yes, sir. A little sir. bit of the midnight oil because the sense plate. Um, so I've been watching the games, Stevie, as you know, because I text, right? When I watch the games, I go back and forth. And uh, so I was watching both because I got to do this... Uh, the curling podcast, right? So the Briar's on. So, uh, what do you got? Picture in picture going or something? No, I don't. I don't have the split screen. I just flip back and forth. Okay. Uh, and, and it's in Calgary, by the way, the Briar. So lots going on in Calgary tonight. So it was the big, the big matchup of, uh, Cooey and Gushu, uh, which you, you know, it's early in the Briar, but no one cares. However, uh, if you beat each other, uh, that means a lot when it comes to the, at the end of the round robin, if you're tied right you get the better record if you beat them so anyway right anyway cooey won but so i'm whipping over to the sens game and they they, they get up a, a couple nothing stevie mm-hmm. a couple of goals to nothing i mean the stats way out there right they were down i don't know what they're, they're 23 to 2 in attempts what were the shots i don't know how many shots the sens got <laughs> shots ended three up or being thir- it was 34 to 22 in favor of the calgary flames Right, and the, and the, and the Sens probably only... I mean, the third period might be the worst period they've had all season. I don't, I don't know, but they probably had some bad periods. But, but they played bad, but, but they ended up winning the game. That's well, the way it good in go. the first two periods. I mean, generally yes. speaking, the first two periods were just fine. It's just the third period, they have a 3-1 lead, and being a young team, they came out and decided, well, let's try and defend for 20 minutes. And they played not to lose the game, and they probably deserved to lose the game. It was funny at the end, though, because Calgary got it to 3-3, and they took uh, Ottawa took a penalty, one of, by the way, eight power plays they had in the night, uh, Calgary did. They went yeah. one for eight in the power play. And I thought that was their saving grace, ironically enough. Once the Sens got shorthanded, Calgary yeah, was sure. junk. There we go. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> somehow, somehow Calgary became junk. They were all over Ottawa, and then they take a penalty late when it's tied at three, and they lost all their momentum from that because their power play was so miserable all night. So right. that, that may have right. saved the game for the Sens taking that penalty, ironically enough. Well, I don't know what saved the game. You know, I, I, I'm, uh, Calgary just couldn't put it away, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's like the, the 
it was just all bad, right? It was all bad in the in the third. I've heard this before, and now I know I understand when people say it. They they play even strength like they're on a penalty kill, you know? Right in the third, that, they did, yeah. Yeah, it just it just seemed there. No one, no one's. You can tell they're nervous. You know, Kelly Rudy said you can you can tell they're nervous. You know that they're playing nervous because guys aren't moving their feet very much, right? They're trying to hold a position. They're looking around. A couple guys are lost out there. You know where and and I understood when you kind of when someone says that when you look for it, you know you you can see that guys are twitchy. You know that they're not, you know they're not ripping for the pucks. You know and and they're they're trying to hold a position when really like get the fucking guy. <laughs> okay, you know. Uh, anyway, that's what it. It was just it was sort of bad hockey. Uh, well, you're measuring part. at the third period, and so I'll, yeah. I'll measure at the full game. And for two, I mean, I, I was, I mean, the way they looked in the third period, I, I mean, I, I was sure they were going to lose. It just looked like it was building to that. Calgary had all the momentum, and uh, somehow, some way, they held on, got it to the overtime, which was an entertaining overtime, and then they end up winning the thing in the shootout with uh, with Drake Batherson scoring your game winner. We played that clip uh, right out of the gate. But, you know, some some good things. Colin White has five goals in six games, scored again tonight. Connor Brown got a goal. Uh, it wasn't a very good goal. It was a long shot, deflected in between the pads. And uh, Ryan Dezingle with his second goal in as many games since uh, well, starting up his uh, second go-around with the Ottawa Senators. He had a nice goal for sure to open the scoring. So, yeah, it wasn't all bad, but there were certainly glitchy moments, and the third period was absolutely a team that was trying not to lose instead of attacking. I mean, once they got it to 3-3, I was like, okay, your uh, your self-fulfilling prophecy has mm-hmm. now come true. Maybe you can start attacking, boys, and, and get mm-hmm. back into right. this hockey game somewhat. But, uh, yeah, I think they were fortunate to come away with two points from that one. And, uh, yeah, tired, all, eh, in all, all in all, pretty entertaining. It's t- tired. They look, they look tired. Now they got three games here in the next – well, they, they, they're here tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, and then they play every second day for three three games in a row. Yeah, so it's Monday, uh, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Just because uh, you know we're recording this, right? Right. Uh, so it's technically tonight is the is the game in Edmonton. They're going to be tired. They play man. three. Yeah, yeah. But then, I mean, the funny thing is, you would have thought Ottawa would have all the energy because it was the Flames that played the night before, not Ottawa. They had the night off, two nights off, in fact. Yeah. Um, Batherson, nifty hand there. Nice little move, huh? Yeah. Got absolutely. the goalie, pulled pulled the goalie all the way to his right, and then top left corner there on the goalie. Yeah, yeah. Tim Stutzler also scored. Left. Yeah. yeah. And Stutzler. what did they text you? Put the German kid in. Yep. Put the German kid in. for No, no, it's going to be uh, Kachuk and Norris and someone else you said or whatever. No, no, yeah. I wasn't. I, I mean, I had no idea what order they'd go in. I just oh, said, I see. Okay. Those are all the right. three that I thought they would run with. Um, it, no, it didn't surprise me at all that Stutzler got it. What did surprise me is that they didn't even use Kachuk. Kachuk in the last shootout, they've only had one other game where they had a shootout this year, and Kachuk was your first guy, and that this time he wasn't even in the top four. So I, I thought that was unusual, but hey, uh, method to the madness, it worked out. So all yeah. is good. So the Sens win, and uh, yeah, like we say, they're going to take on Edmonton for three games, which is not great news because they've been pretty much, uh, well, freight trained by the Oilers. I don't know, it's yeah. been four Although or five the Oilers games. are coming off getting whooped, so we'll see what happens. Toronto yeah. put it to the others, right? Yeah. All right, so let's change gears. Uh, lots happened on the weekend, and when you and I were together last, we got uh, the well, the news of Walter Gretzky's passing right in the middle of the show, 
and uh, you had some wonderful stories. Uh, lots of people that sent me notes over the weekend wanting me to pass along condolences to you. And uh, it's phenomenal just when you look up and down um, the social media world and uh, people you hear from, like it seems like everybody had a story or everybody had a photo they'd taken with Walter Gretzky. He touched so many people, didn't he? Well, yeah, I've had lots of time to sing. And thanks a lot, people have, uh, um, have, have passed on messages to me uh, like he was my own dad uh, almost, you know. But, uh, but I found it tough, yeah. You know, I, di- I did have a great relationship. And I do with the family. As everyone knows, I, I talk about it enough. But, um, and I was close to Walter for sure. Um, so, you know, there were... There were lots and lots of messages that people gave me, and thanks a lot for those. Uh, I do appreciate it. it was I, I, in fact, I sort of enjoyed going through them, uh, through the grief, you know, of of when this happened, and and thinking of Wayne and and Glenn, you know, was my roommate, and Brent and Keith and Kim and and everybody else, you know, who's surrounded by the family. Um, a couple of things, you know, that you, you know, to to try and explain to someone what Walter was like, I wrote in one of my, I put a few posts up. It, I've always found it really difficult uh, to try and put into words when something like this happens, what someone means to you, because you're, you, you know, you're, you're kind of breathless with trying to, trying to capsulize it, Stevie, right? You're trying of to, course. trying to put it in a sentence or two, right? And, and I could only say, I wish everyone would have had the chance to meet him, you know? Um, one of the, one of the things that really stands out about Walter, and, and you can tell by everybody's post, and I read a bunch of them, uh, he's not the first celebrity in the world that, people would be thankful that he signed an autograph and took a picture. Um, lots do. But everyone, that's not where it ends. Every single story of someone who met him said, he asked me who my kids were, he, he quoted some history, he sang me a song, he danced with me, uh, he gave me a hug, um, he asked me what I did for a living, he, um, he asked me where I work, he asked me where I was born, he'd asked me if I'd ever been to Europe, uh, it, it just was on and on and on and on, one story after another about how he always did something extra, and and that's what I took away from this weekend. Going, yeah, that's that's him for sure, you know. Um, on the other side, um, it, it was it, it made me think of people who haven't met him. So I know what he means to me, Steve. I know what he means to me, and it, it's a it's a lot, right? It, Walter means a lot to me, yeah. You know, um, but but then you have this whole other group of people who never met him, but but had, you know who were completely endeared to Walter Gretzky over the years. You know, um, and and Canada's father and how how great he was. Uh, you know that he was the father of this of this prodigy, this kid. Uh, how he handled that, and and then this brain aneurysm that he had in the early nineties, and and uh, I can only say it this way. You know that. And I, I was texting Wayne. We were, we were up most of the night last night, back and forth, talking to each other and texting and, and talking. And, uh, you know, he's, he's completely gutted. You know, he's completely gutted by the thing, and, uh, of course. And I said, I, Gretz, I can only tell you this about your dad in, in, in one paragraph. You know, that everyone who met him... Well, let me read it, Steve, if I can. Uh, sure. Let me just read this. Because they didn't know what to say, you know? and it's not—it's not like people are waiting for me to respond, but but you, you kind of you kind of get sucked into this thing, saying, "Okay, I want to say something about him," you know, and and I don't mean in a bad way. 
Well, you want to say the right thing. You want yeah, to- you want to say the you want to say the right thing. So, I said, you read all the posts about Walter, and how everybody came away so happy because he did something extra along with signing an autograph or taking a picture. Then had a brain aneurysm in the early nineties and spent every day the rest of his life doing charity work. What a way to go out, you know? Uh, And that's not an embellishment, you know? That's not an embellishment at all. Everything he did. I don't know if you saw the the clip of Wayne where he was certainly brought to tears by the end of about a one minute thing that Wayne did talking about the golf ball story, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't don't know if you had a chance to see it. Um, Yeah, I did. Yeah, so Wayne's, you know, uh, telling this great story about his dad who collected golf balls. Remember, I was telling you that uh, the day Walter died, that he hoarded these golf balls, but... And Wayne would say, well, you stop doing that, Dad. Wayne was explaining to people, stop doing it, Dad. And, and everyone seems to think, well, who cares? And then Wayne said, the reason is because I got I to gotta sign all of them because he gives them away to kids. Right. You know, and uh, uh, so if it wasn't charity, like actual speaking at dinners or traveling somewhere or dropping a puck somewhere or, or, or signing autographs at a thing and, and, and giving of his time and inviting people into his home, he was doing that. You know, then he would go do that. He would, um, it's, it's, he, it's hard to explain, but he would just never stopped, never stopped thinking about what he could do for someone else. And I mean that quite literally. Right. Yeah, you know, he was, when, he, when I did see him at his house after he came back from a golf tournament or a game or, or taking pictures for something, he'd walk into the house and then be on the phone talking to someone about getting a picture signed for a kid or something like that. He was an incredible guy. Um, so then, then, I, then I got to think about everyone else who's, who's never met him, who's never been lucky enough to meet him, but what he meant to them. And I, I read a bunch of stuff, but I, I, I took a screenshot of a guy um, who, who put this out, and it gives you an idea of what Walter Gretzky meant to uh, anyone who knew about him, which are millions, right? Millions of people, but mm-hmm. never met him. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, hi, guys. Such a sad moment in hockey. I'm 47. And, and really what this has to do is all these, all, all, all these people's heroes, you know. Uh, and, and not only was Walter a hero, but he was an angel. You know, for the... Imagine, imagine having a suffering brain damage and then you come out of that thing going, I, here's how I'm going to handle the rest of my life, you know. Right. Uh, and there's other people like that who, who represent things for for them uh, in celebrities. And, th- and this guy says, hi guys, such a sad moment in hockey. I'm 47 and I've never lost a close member of my family except for my wife's grandma two years ago. My point is this, at my age, grieving the loss of life has been different. Most recently, it's been the loss of Gord Downey or Arnold Palmer or Gordie Howe and now Walter Gretzky. I've cried deeply for each of these beautiful, influential and incredible role models in my life. Just as an immediate member of my family, my heart feels empty, my love goes to their families, and I want the universe to know they shaped my life. Rest in peace, Walter. You know, and I've, I read a bunch, Steve, but I just thought that was, was really what a lot of people were, were, were saying about Walter, you know, as they do their other heroes. You know, this guy mentions Gord Downey and Gordie Howe and uh, Arnold Palmer, you know, um, so anyway, that's how I spent the last couple of days. You know, I've spent a lot of time talking on the phone with them, with, with, with Wayne and, and Glenn um, and, and, other, and other friends, you know, and uh, um, 
you know, it's you and I have both been through it. Um, and, and I bet many of the listeners have been through it where they've lost their parent. Uh, so from a human side, it's, you know, you're, you're talking about 72 hours ago, right? Where uh, Walter died on the 4th. Ironically, it was my father's birthday. Um, yeah, March I lost 4th. my dad in August. So you, nothing prepares you for losing your dad, especially when you're close. And uh, yeah, and who's closer to his dad than Wayne Gretzky and uh, very sad. And as we go to break here, um, here's a little of Wayne um, I mean, he did such a wonderful job, um, and and uh, and I hope you've articulated that to him. He did such a wonderful job talking about his dad and just uh, a lovely eulogy uh, at Walter's funeral on the weekend. He was a remarkable man who loved life, loved family. We'd be a way better world if there were so many more people like my dad. Very special. We're all hurting. This is a tough time. I'm so proud of the fact that so many people have reached out and given him such great tributes because he deserves it. He has the heart of gold and just wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from small delivery vans to the big F-750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck and body for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. And do you love pizza? Then you need to check out Pico. It's made so fast, like in 90 seconds, right in front of you, with only the best freshest ingredients create your own pico masterpiece or choose from one of their incredible chef inspired variations pico a totally fresh delicious innovative take on pizza order online or drop in at pico today at 236 richmond road or 170 metcalf and the new location at 305 rito the steve warren project sports and whatever all right, welcome back to the program. Tom Wilson's at it again, the Washington Capitals' rugged forward. I was going to call him tough guy, but that wasn't a very tough thing he did there recently against the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins. Tom Wilson has now been suspended for seven games for a hit against the boards on Boston's Brandon Carlo, and it was, well, ugly in every way a hit can be ugly. It was basically Carlo up against the boards, got the puck in his skates, and Wilson comes up and pretty much collides with the side of the guy's head. And uh, he left the game due to injury. And uh, it was just, and it's not one of those deals where you can sort of give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Tom Wilson continually runs into trouble with the NHL law. 
And, uh, I mean, these seven-game suspensions, four-game suspensions, they just don't seem to be getting through to this guy. Now, what did you think of the hit, Jimmy? There's no doubt in my mind that, that he's lining up the guy's head. Okay, with his shoulder, right? That that's the big hit, right? That's the big hit when you when you leave the ice, or as people incorrectly say all the time, he left his feet. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, when when he when he's leaving the ice, he's the, the guy's up against the boards. I think he's not even looking at him. Got his head down, and this guy sort of lays into him with his shoulder to connect with his head. Okay, so that's a, that, that that's a terrible, brutal, disgusting, dirty hit in hockey. Triple that, Stevie, when you're looking at the guy's head up against the glass. And you're going to go smash him, you know, like the guy, the guy's up, the guy's up against the boards and there's, I don't know, his, his face might even be against the glass when he does it, Steve. It's just freaking heinous, man. I yeah. thought, I thought I, I, you know, I, that's what I thought when I looked at it, said, that's like punching a guy down, Steve. That's like punching a guy when his head's on the ice mm-hmm. and you know, his head's on the ice, right? They don't do it, Right. You seldom see that, right? The guy will pull up. What was the example last week? It was a beautiful example of the guy waving the linesman in because he was gonna he was gonna murder the kid he was fighting. Right, um, right, yeah. You know, uh, there's, but this guy, you know, I I think he he saw it from a mile away in terms of hockey speed. You know, like he had a good two seconds there, and and tried to smash his head like a pumpkin into the glass. That's what I that's what I saw. What did yep. you see? Same. I mean, and it's and it's this guy. It's uh, one of those deals where maybe I'm throwing around benefit of doubt if it's somebody who's never done something like this before because it is a fast game, and guys move at the last second. But I, there's nothing I can find here where I I can even begin to go down that road. A, it's it's Tom Wilson, you know. If there's been a murder and there's a serial killer hanging around the scene of the crime, I'm gonna probably look his way and not give him benefit of the doubt. Um, it's Tom Wilson. And Brandon Carlo is totally stationary up against the boards. Right. Like there was one today. Um, it was, let's see, I think it was Chicago and St. Louis, I want to say. And uh, there was a big hit uh, behind the net. And, uh, I mean, it was one where you could look at and say, okay, well, that's, that can go either way. But this one was just, this is a guy, was, Carlo is stationary against the boards. He didn't change direction, didn't spin at the last second. He's totally still, and this guy had really his choice of where he wanted to hit him, and uh, he clearly chose okay, the, the thing that could maybe do the most damage, knock this guy goofy, get the puck, and off I go, and intimidating. That's Tom Wilson's game. and right. So, so it's, that's, yeah. that's the frustrating part of it. But more than that, though, it's hard for me to get too worked up about it anymore because the NHL at large doesn't seem to care that much. Yeah, you threw a seven-game suspension. Well, this guy's been suspended repeatedly in the league, and uh, it doesn't seem to change anything for him. And they don't ever seem to want to do something more fierce with this guy. They yeah, don't, here, they don't really seem to care that much. Yeah, here's the problem with hockey, Steve. Uh, t- compared to le- look at the NFL, for example. Okay, so you, you don't get you don't get too much dirty stuff in the NFL. Okay, but when you when you do a, when you have an infraction in the NFL, okay, face masking, right? Blocking from behind, you know, uh, uh, what do they call it? Crack blocking. I think you can't, you can't drop, right? And mm-hmm. uh, right, that stuff is really harmful to your team, right? Fifteen-yard penalty, man. Okay, automatic first down. You're, you know, it's a, it's a huge game changer. You know, giving a guy a five-minute major or a two-minute penalty. Forget the suspension for a sec. It's not that big a deal in the NHL. 
right? The teams train for that. They, 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 they practice for that shit all day long. Five on four, five on four, you know? And that's for minor infractions, right? That's for stuff that maybe is arguably a penalty or not. Um, so the lead, the lead, what they, and so this guy getting seven games, big, big deal, mm-hmm. big deal. How's that harm his team? Yeah, it wasn't no, even a penalty call in the game, not even a minor penalty. I don't, I, right, I'm, so so what you got to do, Steve, what the league, what, what they have to do is, um, you know, they got, you got to, you got to, I don't know, sit two guys in the box or something, you know? Yeah, you know, call, yeah, I'll tell you what, man, that's, that's five on three for four minutes or something, or, or you know, they, they got to get way more drastic, Steve, because that guy's going to look at that and go, you know, the team's going to go, yeah, okay, don't worry about it, buddy. You know, you got your seven. Yeah, you shouldn't have done it, but we get it. Or, you know, it's no big deal, right? It, what, what happens if they lose Wilson? I, you know, I may be speaking out of, uh, I, I don't know how good this guy is. I don't, I don't follow Washington. He, he, he can't, he, you know? I mean, he's got some offensive upside. He's not a but, superstar by any stretch, but he's definitely a guy you want in your lineup. Yeah, like, like the, the whole idea, Steve, of suspensions and penalties, okay, and infractions and, and, and calling them is so guys don't do it again, okay? So you stop doing that, right? And, and, and players know you can't trip a guy, right? So they try not to, right? And when they do, it's two minutes. We get, we get it, okay? But when it comes to more severe penalties, ironically, they don't do enough, you know? It doesn't harm your team, right? It's a, there, there's, there's no harm here to the team. There's no right. big deal. It doesn't, it's not going to change a thing for them. Replace a guy. We get, you know, we don't have to play 20 guys instead of 20. We're not down a man. In this case, they weren't even down a man. Yeah. You know, they got to lay the lumber there. Some, some way they got to come up with something way stricter than, than what they're doing, you know. Look at basketball, right? You harm a guy, okay, right to the line. Right to the line, you're, and you're going to score a point here. Right. Right? And, and, and hockey's like, you know, I don't know. Go, go try and crush the guy's head in, and you're going to, you know, what happens? Well, there's, I don't know. If, if, what what Ovi get the other day? Five thousand dollar fine. Yeah, for spearing for, a guy in the business. For spearing a guy in the in the groin, and I I, I think I was texting you. I I you know the mind of money he's making plus the team probably covers it. I don't know, but I'd spear not, guys all not day. For players, if not for player safety's sake, though, the NHL should be you know, really strict on this. Um, just just for their own well being financially, because you know if you're serving a a big message to the whole world that you're soft on this stuff and someone like Brandon Carlo 30 years from now has CTE and uh, his family is like, doesn't recognize him anymore. And right. uh, they're going to come suing. Like what kind of a climate were you trying to create in the NHL back in, uh, in that day when Brandon Carlo played to, you know, really prove that you were about, protecting guys' heads and brains and uh, to continually allow uh, Tom Wilson to do what he does, that's, uh, that's not going to sit well with the court of law you know, when it comes to lawsuits and such in the yeah. future. So that's, that's um, something the NHL should be thinking about. If not player safety, then where they really live, and that's in their wallets. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's a team sport. Right, it's a team sport. So if you're gonna if you're gonna run around like a maniac, or you are you're gonna do a really egregious thing, okay, you've got to do something to harm the team. Mm-hmm. I I think I, I you know I'll tell you what, Steve. If if they said okay, <coughs> score, 
You, you do that stuff that the ref has discretion, okay? It's two guys in the box for two minutes, okay? That's going to stop that shit. Well, that would That's be interesting. St- Go right to a five-on-three scenario yeah. in a situation like that. Right. Yeah, I can't see that happening, but I, I certainly I wouldn't complain about it. And, and like I say, when it comes to head injuries in hockey... I mean, you look at this story that's going on right now with uh, the unfortunate passing of Team USA miracle on icer Mark Pavlich, who passed right. away over the weekend. There's a guy that quite clearly had head injuries from his time in hockey, and uh, and he'd had all kinds of uh, struggles with it. He was undergoing treatment at a facility after he was charged with assault for fighting a neighbor a couple of years ago. I think we may have even talked about it on the show. He was found incompetent to stand trial because he was deemed by the judge to be dangerous and have mental illness. And like I say, he passed away on the weekend. And uh, you have the New York Rangers captain from in and around the era of Mark Pavlich, who absolutely wrote a scathing Facebook post blaming the Rangers and USA Hockey for the death of Pavlich. And uh, his actual passing was on Thursday at the age of 63. And I guess... uh, John Davidson, who was the goalie at the time, um, right. he was right at the center of this thing. He wasn't the goalie at the time. I should say he's a former Ranger goalie, and at the time he was the club president, and uh, Barry Beck was ripping absolutely everyone, including John Davidson. Uh, let me see if I can find the part here. Yeah, I saw I saw part of it, yeah. Yeah. He uh, blasted Davidson, his Ranger teammate of four years, for not returning an email asking that the organization publicly show their support for Mark by just by just saying one of their own former players was sick and we wish him well. JD didn't even return my email. I guess he was too effing busy. He should have picked up the phone and called me. That would have been the right thing to do as we were teammates, and he certainly would have my back, right? And uh, so Beck had a lot of things to say, called the Rangers and the league cowards for avoiding these conversations about the lasting impact on the brain and head injuries suffered while playing hockey can have so um, yeah, and by the way, the cause of Pavlich's death is still under investigation. This is the kind of conversation that could happen 30 years from now when people talk about, what did you really do to slow down a guy like Tom Wilson? Yeah. Um, uh, first of all, I think Barry Beck handled it the wrong way. Uh, I, I, you can hear his frustration. I, I read some of it today, a bunch of that stuff. Um, and I think he's wrong a little bit, uh, you know, in bl- you know coming out and, and blaming John Davidson, blaming the New York Rangers for not talking about this thing. I, I, I think the NHL is trying to do that. I think concussion awareness and player safety, I, it's not perfect. I mean, we just spoke about it, right, for that the suspension is, uh, doesn't, it doesn't do it for me right now because they're not harming teams and, and it'll stop that. That's the only way I think it'll stop. But, right. Um, so I, I, obviously he's frustrated, knee-jerk reaction maybe. Uh, you know, John Davidson is the president of the New York Rangers and, and he said he didn't return an email. I mean, John Davidson probably, I, 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 John's a great guy, by the way, I know him. And, and uh, so I, you know, John, they're, they're going to be busy. So I, I think it was unfair of him, um, you know, nailing these people saying, you're not doing anything about this. Um, I don't know what you think, Steve, but... I think the, I think the league is. I think they're trying. It's not perfect. Uh, the the other the other problem is Stevie that they they can't figure out um, what, concussion. Uh, what, what's it called, Steve? CT CTE. Yeah, I I I, I, some, I don't have the actual yeah, term okay. in front, of it, but CTE for sure. 
Right, but the only way they can determine if that's what you suffer from is is after you die. Correct. They 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 can't they can't do it right. So it's a really complicated thing. So, um, I, I I I you know I think Russ always said this about other guys right who freak out uh, athletes who freak out about a cause and stuff like that. They they would do much better to maybe handle it with a little more grace instead of you know. I wrote an email and the guy didn't get back to me and then, and then rip them, shred, you know, limb from limb. If you, mm. if you wanted to really help Barry, then, then get a hold of them. Crack a dialogue. Right. You know, as opposed to doing so aggressively, Steve. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, well, we're going to cut some slack uh, on a couple of cases. And by the way, CTE is chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I probably butchered that last word. Uh, no, that's CT. right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and uh, his uh, Pavlich's sister absolutely believed that her brother suffered from CTE. But like you say, you really you can't you can't find out until after someone has died because you have to basically get in there, um, do an autopsy, right? Yeah. Exactly. So the reason I cut Barry Beck some slack is a he's in mourning. Um, we all aren't ourselves mm-hmm. when uh, you know someone close to us passes away. So. Good he's, point. A, yep. he's absolutely emotional. And then the other part is he did go back on Sunday onto Facebook with a second post. He said, Friday, I wrote an emotional post that stirred some controversy. I understood everything I said and was soon thereafter contacted by John Davidson. Years ago, John, Mark, and I were teammates with the Rangers. John and I discussed the remarks I had made. We both respect each other and agreed that at this time, it's best we focus on mourning the death of Mark. So... Mm-hmm. He kind of had a couple of days to think about it and uh, kind of walked things back a little. Um, I think he regrets going public with something so emotional and uh, so scathing, uh, but it didn't sound like he walked it fully back. It sounds like he still kind of believes what he had said. He's just sort of going, man, maybe my timing was off there and maybe I should get a little milder with uh, with my approach, but it sounds like he, he's still upset with the, right. the Rangers and the NHL. You know, it, 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 it's you, you bring up a, a re- really interesting thing, right? Because it's been going on for a while. I, I don't know if there's still a class action suit by a bunch of players. It may have been settled. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the league had to settle with some of the guys. I think it's uh, still lingering. Yeah, and because I, I think Jeff Cortnell's part of it. I think, I think Gary Lehman is part of that deal. There's, a, there's a few other household names that you and I would know. Um, so that's ongoing, right? So there's some stuff going on there. Um, but when you see that incident last night, uh, or whenever that game was this week, where Wilson, um, you know, y- y- you talk about something that's going to be really curious over the next little while, particularly Steve, when this guy dies from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, uh, you know, listen, some guys can die from 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 at an early age for other things, but it's looking that way. Uh, we we won't know yet until they they do the autopsy, but. It happens at the same time, you know, that story about Barry Beck breaks. And then you see that thing last night in sports and you, and it, I, I don't know where it takes you, Steve, to think about it, but there, there's two places, right? One is, one is outrage, right? That, that I see by the league, not penalizing enough, like I said, mm-hmm. and some of it is, some of it is, you, you, you know, you, you pay your money, you pay the price, you know, um, and and I might get kicked in the head for that, but uh, you kind of know going in, Steve. You kind of know going in that if you play football or if you box uh, or you play hockey or you're an MMA fighter, um, 
you know, it, it, you're going to get head injuries. You're not going to be the same, probably, you know. So where, where does that leave us, Steve? You know, where, where, does, where does that leave us? Yeah, I think you're right. Every and player I don't know knows. The answer, to be honest, I, I, I think I every player does know there's a risk that goes with contact sports. When my team's trying to go toward you and your team's trying to go toward me, there's going to naturally be collisions and, and, and some bad injuries, and some of it will build up multiple times. You get hit in the head, it's, it's going to potentially pose a major problem immediately or down the line. Uh, where, where leagues run into trouble is where they don't offer proper treatment. They, they you know, take a head injury and they say, get back right. in there, kid. I, I mean, I really worry still, even in 2021, that, that all things are above board. I mean, God, if you look at the, the way that Pat Mahomes walked off the field for the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs one week, and then the next week he's back under center, I'm like, really? Did we, did we figure that out in a week? <laughs> right, yeah, one week right. you figured that out? Really? Anyway, right. it, um, maybe, hey, maybe he's some kind of super healer and there's no problems. But it's about was the proper treatment in place? And uh, none of that uh, throws some dirt on it. And uh, the other thing is, um, is the preventative measures in place. When guys are doing things that are way illegal, like Tom Wilson did on Brandon Carlo, um, was there enough of a deterrent, a consequence put forward that discourages that kind of behavior? So those are the two things that leagues can get into trouble. Right. Uh, they're not; they're never going to get into trouble because somebody got a bunch of you know headshots in the normal course of play. Um, that's just something that I think people sign up for, and I don't think leagues yeah. will get in trouble for that. But we should take a time out. Got to wrap up the program. James, we'll be back with final thoughts after these words. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Hey, how would you like to win your own home gym right now? Popeye Supplements, Fitness Depot in Ottawa and Beyond Yourself are all teaming up to give away a custom home gym valued at $5,000. Now till April 4th, you can fill out a free ballot online and for every Beyond Yourself product you buy at Popeye's, you not only get 20% off, you get another ballot for the draw. It's the $5,000 Dream Home Gym Giveaway at PopeyesOnlineOrders.com. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford at Jim K. Ford. Get behind the wheel and hit the road in a new 2021 model with great features like available Ford Copilot 360 driving technologies. You'll find all of the latest innovations that are made available for new Ford vehicles. Visit Jim K. Ford and ask about their great offers on models like the Escape, Edge, Explorer, Ranger, and F-150. Only at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or at JimKFord.com. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we recommend the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell our home back in the fall. I actually had a couple of people ask about it. I thought you, I didn't didn't know you, you just moved to Manatee, didn't you? It's like, actually, this is my my dad's place in (laughs) Richmond. And so uh, Glenn helped us uh, sell that home back in the fall. He set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. We got multiple offers and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glen Walton real estate team today at glenwalton.com. So James, as we wrap it up today, any final thoughts? 
Uh, Stevie, uh, you know, God bless Walter. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, everyone, everyone will get through it. I know it was, like I said, it was just great, all the, the outpouring uh, from people. I, I, I read a bunch of it, right? It was, it was really cool, right? Uh, you, you probably did too, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, so we'll end on this, Steve. Okay. Um, and before I you get to people, that, as long as, uh, as, as long as we reintroduce the somber note to the, the proceedings, uh, uh, a shout out to everybody at TSN and condolences on the passing of Chris Schultz, their longtime TSN CFL analyst at the age of 61, uh, passed away of a heart attack. Uh, same day that uh, I believe it was the day after Walter Gretzky passed away. So um, lots of people touched by him as well. So I wanted to make sure I say uh, condolences to everybody at TSN. I, n- I never knew him. I, I-, I certainly watched him, uh, watching that he was a mainstay, right? And God, that's young Stevie. I'm almost that old. We're getting up there. Totally. Yeah. We had him, uh, he, we had him on the air all the time. He was great. He was always uh, like, like to have a laugh, let, love talking football. And yeah, he was great. So real sad. On- Ontario kid, right? And and then played played in the NFL, right? For Dallas? Correct. Yep. And yep. then longtime Toronto Argonaut. Good deal. Um, what I was going to do, Stevie, all, all of, to all those people, God bless them. Uh, and here's some. <laughs> On a, to, to, to provide a little levity, Stephen, because I've, I've heard this about myself. <laughs> He's a nice person once you get to know him. Okay? You heard that? Okay? He's a nice, nice guy. I'm not talking about anyone specific, you know, but you'll hear that. He's a nice guy once you get to know him. Right. What they really should be saying, Steve, is the guy's a prick, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> When you think about it, right? yeah, like, yeah, he's a nice guy. But you, yeah, yeah, once you get to know, him, it's like, okay, I got to go through hell with this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's just, yeah, he's a prick, but you'll get used to. Yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> ah, I've gotten used to you as we uh, we're pushing on. By the way, my friend, to 500 episodes, we'll be hitting that in a couple of weeks. So that's pretty exciting. Oh no shit! Yeah, wow. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I've gotten used to you as well. So it's all it's all good stuff. <laughs> you have me. You have me. You're a prick, Jim. But we'll get used to it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you.